expect to befall you. But on every occasion ask yourself, what is there in this which is intolerable and past bearing? For you will be ashamed to confess. In the next place, remember that neither the future nor the past pains you, but only the present. But this is reduced to a very little if you only circumscribe it, and scold yourself if you are unable to bear even this. Does Panthea or Pergamus now sit by the tomb of Verus? Does Chaurius or Diotimus sit by the tomb of Hadrian? That would be ridiculous. Well, suppose they did sit there. Would the dead be conscious of it? And if conscious, would they be pleased? And if pleased, would that make them immortal? Was it not in the order of destiny that these persons, too, should become old women and old men, and then die? And when they died, what would their lovers do? All comes to foul smell and corruption in the end. If you are sharp-sighted, see and judge wisely, says the philosopher. In the constitution of the rational animal I see no virtue which is opposed to justice, but I see a virtue which is opposed to love of pleasure, and that is temperance. If you take away your opinion about what seems to give you pain, you yourself stand in perfect security. You ask, Who is this self? The reason. But I am not reason. Be it so. Then let reason not trouble itself. But if any other part of you suffers, let it keep its suffering to itself. Hindrance to the perceptions of sense is an evil to the animal nature. Hindrance to the impulses is equally an evil to the animal nature. And something else also is equally an impediment and an evil to the constitution of plants. So that which is a hindrance to the intelligence is an evil to the intelligent nature. Apply all these things, then, to yourself. Does pain or sensuous pleasure affect you? The senses will look to that. Has any obstacle opposed you in your efforts towards an object? If, indeed, you were making this effort without any reservation, certainly this obstacle is an evil to you as a rational animal. But if you accept the usual course of things, you have not yet been injured or even impeded. The things, however, which are proper to the understanding, no one may impede, for neither fire, nor iron, nor tyrant, nor abuse touches it in any way. When it has been made a sphere, it continues a sphere. It is not fitting that I should give myself pain for I have never intentionally given pain even to another. Different things delight different people. It is my delight to keep the ruling faculty sound without turning away either from any man or from any of the things which happen to men, but looking at and receiving all with welcome eyes and using everything according to its value. Lay hold securely upon this present time, for those who prefer to pursue posthumous fame do not consider that the men of after-time will be exactly like those they cannot bear now, and both are mortal. And what does it matter to you what these men say or what opinion they hold about you? 
Take me and cast me where you will, for there I shall keep my divine part tranquil, that is, content, if it can feel and act in harmony with its proper constitution. Is this change of place sufficient reason why my soul should be unhappy and worse than it was by cringing or craving, cowering or flinching? What indeed is worth that? Nothing can happen to any man which is not a human accident, nor to an ox which is not according to the nature of an ox, nor to a vine, nor to a stone, that is not according to the nature of each. Why should you complain if what is usual and natural happens to each thing? Nature brings nothing that you cannot bear. If you are pained by any external thing, it is not this thing which disturbs you, but your own judgment about it. It is in your power to wipe out that judgment now. But if anything in your own disposition gives you pain, who hinders you from correcting the principle at fault? And even if you are pained because you are not doing some particular thing which seems to you to be right, why do you not rather act than complain? Some insuperable obstacle is in the way. Do not be grieved, then, for the cause of its not being done depends not on you. But it is not worth while to live if this cannot be done. Take your departure from life contentedly, then, dying just as he dies, who is in full activity and well pleased with the things which are obstacles. Remember that the ruling faculty is invincible when once it rallies. If it does nothing which it does not choose to do, even if it resist from mere obstinacy. How much more, then, when its judgment is rational and made with deliberation? Therefore the mind which is free from passions is a citadel, for a man has nothing more secure to which he can fly for refuge and be impregnable. He, then, who has not seen this is an ignorant man, but he who has seen it and does not fly to this refuge is unhappy. Do not draw inferences in excess of what first appearances report. Suppose it has been reported to you that a certain person speaks ill of you. This has been reported, but that you have been injured. That has not been reported. I see that my child is sick. That I see. But that he is in danger, I do not see. Thus always abide by the first appearances and add nothing to them from within and then you are unaffected. Or rather add this, the recognition that everything which happens is a part of the world order.